Don't think about making women fit the world. Think about making the world fit women, Gloria Steinem said. It's a pretty famous quote. I haven't followed Steinem's writings, but this quote is a great launching point to discuss the idea of subjectivism. And the issue goes much broader than what we call women's issues. And I want to make sure I hit this issue at the proper level. If Steinem means that we should change the world to make things better for women because it hasn't been so good in the past, I don't think anyone argues with that in a general sense. In a general sense. But let's take women's issues out of it for now and focus on the thought of making the world fit us rather than aligning ourselves to the world. Is that a good idea? Can we make the world fit us? Yes, we can and should, to an extent. We can and should change a hundred aspects of the world right now. Let everyone count the ways. But how do we know if we are improving? Wouldn't we need a fixed point of reference to help us measure that? If there is nothing to compare all the changes to, aren't we just adrift in one direction instead of another? If we don't have a set of values, how do we know if we are getting closer to what's better? or falling back into what's worse. America is in the grip of subjectivism. Subjectivism is the idea that we can make reality conform to our inner desires instead of aligning our inner lives to an external set of values. And subjectivism is an alluring temptation because we humans can indeed change the world, especially through technology. But even in the physical world, there are fundamental constants we don't get to trifle with. We don't get to play around with the gravitational constant or the three dimensions of space, no matter how we may feel about them inside. If we could, there would be serious consequences. And our bodies are also a part of nature, which is an obvious point. But it seems that we need to be reminded of the most basic obvious truths these days. I mean, how do you make the world fit women if you have no objective knowledge of what a woman is? Isn't it the mad scientist or the evil magician that says he can mold the world to fit his innermost desires? The person willing to use whatever means necessary to make all things conform to her will? Using technology, psychology, or jam down politics without limits or regard to others? Without regard to reality itself? Let me put it this way. What do you call a person who demands that the world wrap itself around his or her inner desires no matter what? A spoiled kid? An impossible boss? A bloodthirsty dictator? Or a seriously delusional victim of an insane ideology? We have a God-given power to change the world, but how far are we willing to go? Forces in our culture today tell us that we should abandon reality and live by our internal senses and impulses. They want us to deny the fact of an unchanging outer world, both physical and moral, that exists whether we like it or not. But the price of that abandonment is too high and we should not pay it. The price will be our humanity. We can't afford to live by our internal sense of right and wrong, how we wish to self-label or label others or scream at them for not entering into our private, subjectively constructed worlds. No, reality has a vote. It has a say. As someone somewhere once said, reality is what you run into when you're wrong. At the highest level or at the deepest foundations, however you want to think of it, there are some values that never change. There has to be. And those with power, those in power, 
ought to align themselves to those values and be under those values, serve those values, and lead us into those values. If not, then we'll live in a dystopian hellscape. There has to be limits on our power. Those limits are called timeless values, an unchanging basic morality that keeps us human, keeps us humane. And then, living by that, we can know we're making the world a better place for everyone. Liberty Church Audio 2023